Are you ready to open your private practice this summer and make the leap into entrepreneurship? Introducing Make the Leap, our new offering by the Successful Nurse Coaches. Make the Leap is a four-month group coaching program that is designed to help you create your first paid client. Join our experienced lead coaches, Sean and Amy, as they guide you through the Successful Nurse Coach Method, helping you create your first paid client in 30 days or less. Not only will you get access to our course that teaches you all the things on how to create clients in a non-icky way, will also be personalized mentorship, weekly group calls, and actionable steps to launch your business from just beginning into the Paid Coach Club. Since we are not running new mentorship groups this summer, we didn't want to leave those of you who are ready to begin hanging out in space waiting for the next group to start. This group is a great way for new coaches who have yet to begin their coaching practice or for coaches who have five paid clients or less. This is the most affordable way to work with our team. So be sure to check out the link in the bio. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby, both board-certified nurse coaches, show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. It is Shelby and Laura here today, and we are going to talk to you about this wonderful concept of inner and outer work. And most specifically, we're going to focus on the inner work today. It is often what we refer to as the hidden work of nurse coaching and private practice. It is, I mean, Laura, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like one of the big foundational pieces of building a successful, sustainable private practice. And it's not something that coaches lead the topic in conversation very often because it's often very personal. It's dealing with our own skeletons in the closet. And um, I think that Laura and I are actually pretty open about this to begin with, but we are going to take a little bit of a deep dive and exploration today and just let you guys know what it's been like kind of operating from square one um, to where we are now and all of the time and energy and resources and personal development that we've had to invest in to get to this point and to have the capacity to hold space the way that we do. Um, Laura, anything you want to say before we kick off here? Yeah, I, I am so excited that we're doing this today because I had noticed in our community, somebody saying, if I would have known that starting a business, starting a coaching practice was going to be this much inner work, I might not have done it. And not to say that to scare anybody away, but I've had clients expect the work that we do in our containers to just be a lot of us teaching them and telling them what to do. Um, and our containers are very much not that. They're deep, transformative containers. And I think that there's not very many industries where you could say this, that the deeper that you go within to yourself, the more valuable the service that you can provide becomes. So we're incentivized. Mm -hmm. Shelby and I have a personal development budget. We're going to raise it for next year. We're constantly reinvesting in ourselves and never getting there. It's not like you summit and then you're done. It's just 
going deeper into ourselves and understanding ourselves, the more deeply we understand ourselves, the easier it is for us to see our clients. So doing inner work kind of mm. cleans the glasses from which we, the, the lenses from which we observe our clients and serve our clients. And the clearer those glasses are, the more capacity we have to facilitate change. And I think we're going to just make it more of a personal episode though and say what we've done, what we've invested in, what we've noticed in one another since we've been really close for the last four years. Um, we've also, I've been able to observe Shelby do her stuff and Shelby's been able to observe me do my stuff, which is different than self-reporting. <laughs> so we're going to, <laughs> we'll do kind of a tell-all, a kind of like a deep dive. And also I think that our clients have expressed relief knowing that we struggle personally too. Yeah. I, I recently had a client tell me that they were really excited to hear that we mess up. And I'm like, yeah, like all the time, all the time we mess up. We we don't get it right. We only, I think that Laura and I have maybe an unspoken rule and I'll speak it here for the first time, but we generally gather about 30% of what we need to know and then we take action on it anyway. Um, so there's a lot of room for us to figure it out along the way and to learn and pivot and all those wonderful things. But, oh yeah, team, I think, a big part of why people resonate with us and our team, our other lead coaches, is that we are really transparent with that we don't have all the answers, we are not perfect, but we are working just as hard as you to deal with our own stuff and so that we can lead by example. Um, but it's uh, it's been quite a journey. Like we were reflecting before we started and just putting down on paper, all of the different containers we've been in and all the different things we've invested in. And uh, Laura and I were also, if if you didn't know, we were practice clients in certification. We were paired with one another. So we were literally each other's first clients ever. And uh, Laura was like, I remember you dealing with a whole bunch of anxiety. And I was like, that feels so long ago and so far away, like that version of myself and just what I was experiencing at the time, like that feels, oh my gosh, that feels like 40 years ago, even though it was only four. And so this, I'm excited to share this with all of you because it can just show you how quickly things can change when you're intentional about, about the way you spend your time. Mm -hmm. um, and we talk about this, that like the inner work is going to be challenging. It's going to bring you to your edge. It's going to bring you to your knees. It's going to like deep transformation is not all rainbows and butterflies, if hardly ever rainbows mm -hmm. and butterflies. Right. Um, and it's funny about like week between seven and 10, mm -hmm. when people first start the mentorship, they get mad and they're like, I thought I was going to be exempt from this. I thought that this applied to everybody else, that everybody else had more personal work to do. And I just got to skip this part and it was going to be easier. And I'm like, oh no, we all find our own adventure here. And I hope what's clear is that like Laura and I's journeys are actually really different with the support that we brought on. And even the times where they've overlapped, how we've used that support has actually looked different because we are shockingly two separate people <laughs> <laughs> working under the same umbrella. So um yeah, let's, I, I guess it would make sense to kind of begin, Laura, maybe like for, for those who might be listening to this podcast for the first time, 
um, maybe painting a little bit of a picture of where we were at when we first started our practice, what was going on in our life, our relationships, our business experience, and then the types of things that we invested in along the way to get to this point. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'll start first. Um, when I started this journey, I had was just coming off the tail end of my big health journey um, where I had mm-hmm. been really sick for many years. So I was very much that health transformation was the impetus to become a coach and start my own practice. And so I was coming off of that. And I was actually in some ways in coming off of a major marital shift when my husband had told me that he had been unfaithful and he had had an addiction and that had made him unable to be faithful to me. That had just happened. But shockingly, we were doing really well. It was a really beautiful experience to have everything crash and burn. And we were we were rebuilding and in a kind of in a honeymoon phase. So when I started certification, I was actually in a really good spot, more so than I had been in a really long time. So I did start off feeling like mm-hmm. I kind of had my shit together. And there was, I think there was a little arrogance there when starting my practice thinking it was going to be a little easier than it was because that's mm-hmm. in in practice it was the oh the the fear of rejection uh the fear of failure the fear of looking dumb the fear of uh being salesier for people uh, people pleasing what worrying what people were going to think was pretty strong so that was the first big thing that I worked on I worked on that with my first business coach who's a great transformative coach I worked with a relationship coach. I went to a marriage counseling. Um, and then I worked with a shamanic VIP business coach trying to get clear on what my vision was to incorporate medical freedom. Because at that time, medical freedom was a huge thing in my family in California with certain legislation affecting us. That was another big blip. And... um getting my implants removed because my a lot of my symptoms came back. So I had my breast implants removed. I went through a major detox, bought a sauna, did a crazy sauna detox. Um, it's just been like one thing after another. Right now, currently, is the biggest thing that I'm working on is my redefining my spirituality. And um, I'm making it a goal that I can go anywhere with any brand of God with anybody's beliefs around me and f- and be able to feel it without judgment of others or myself. So that's my current ginormous personal goal <laughs> that I am muddling through um, with the help of actually the spiritual guide that you used, Shelby. So it's been, mm-hmm. it's been a lot. And I left some stuff out there. That was a very abbreviated journey through my inner world, but it, it hasn't ever been a plateau. It's always been something since we've started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think in the beginning, like I naively thought that there was an end to your own inner work, right? That like you do, if you do it all and you do it fast enough, then you can just kind of like rip the bandaid off and get it over with. And then you arrive. I don't yeah. know where, but you arrive and then you're just good. And it's all great and everything's fine and life doesn't continue to happen and it's all, it's all rainbows and sparkles. And gosh, I was so naive uh, (laughs) four years ago, but I I hope that this point comes across of 
you are allowed to take breaks in your personal development, right? It yes. isn't a race. You know, there's kind of like no timeline here. Um, as long as we're intentionally ch- taking a break or chipping away at it, because it can can cause pretty significant roadblocks in uh, in your business. But I think we're probably going to end up talking quite a bit this episode about the spiritual support Laura and I have received over the years. Um, and some of you may be thinking like, why is that important? Aren't we, aren't nurse coaches, health coaches? And yes, some nurse coaches are health coaches. Some nurse coaches are not, but I really believe that in order to provide a deep transformational space, there has to be some sort of spiritual component, which means that you have to also be very aware of where you are on that path. Yeah. Religion and faith and spirituality is a super easy spot to get triggered. And Laura and I navigate this a lot with one another. Um, So being able to hold space for people who might have different beliefs than you or different religions than you, like this is um, something that we both actively figure out like every month. Right now, I feel like we're constantly, constantly redefining it. Yeah, I feel like transformative coaching is physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. And I don't know how many new nurse coaches even have thought about that. I know some nurse coaches, when they get into this, and they'll tell me I have a really, really strong faith. And I have to coach with that. Like I, I want to, like, I don't know how to coach without that. And every powerful coach that I know brings it in, it can be completely generalized and, and redefined and defined differently for everybody. But there's a, a depth, there's a component, there's a resonance there that is so much more powerful than if it's not addressed and or a part of everything that you do in your mm-hmm. practice. Yep. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I remember being a new a new coach and um, avoiding money, sex, and religion. Like on the intake form, I just wouldn't even talk about it. Oh, interesting. At all. Like, at, yeah, because I was really afraid of what people were going to say, and then me not knowing what to say yeah. or what to ask afterwards. It just felt so big. I was like, "We're just gonna tuck that over <laughs> here." <laughs> Which is funny now, and if you've ever been a client of mine, that probably seems just like so weird. But um, it it yeah, I just completely I completely avoided it most mm. of the time in the beginning. Um, well, money, which especially. was again a big glaring sign. Yeah, yeah, especially. But I mean, if there's anything like that, if there's anything that you are secretly tucking away and not exploring with your clients. Um, This is a question I ask students a lot of when they're like, oh, my client wanted to talk about money and it made me uncomfortable. Or my client wanted to talk about their work-life balance and it made me feel uncomfortable. I always ask why. What's your relationship with money? What's your relationship with your work? Um, How are you feeling at your job? And it usually always ends in an emotional response. Or students usually get really tearful. Um, And so just, again, taking inventory of like, this is irritating me. I'm avoiding this. That's usually the big glaring red arrow of like, this is where you have to go next, which is kind of how you ended up in redefining your spirituality, Laura. Too, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I absolutely. It's 
wherever you find the trigger, wherever the, the trigger is or the emotional response is, either within your containers, in your personal life, in your relationships, to me, that's that's the, and I'll just say God or spirit shining the light on the next place you get to go. And um, the work that we do in our container is since everything's on the table with our clients, we can't hide from a lot. Mm-hmm. Especially the more people, if we're coaching right. t- 10 different humans at a time, a full nurse coaching practice is eight to 12 clients, depending on the capacity of the nurse coach, you're going to have, and you're, if you do that for several years, you're going to have, there's nothing you're not going to have talked about. Everything in the yeah. human experience will be on the table and then just noticing what it brings up in you and then being willing to go towards it instead of pushing it away is mm-hmm. the inner work that we do. Yeah. And it's a part of what makes this career sustainable. Because yeah. if you are if you are running from things within your practice, if you are hiding from things, that's an energetic drain. And there is a lot of potential for resentment to boil there. So mm. uh, I know that we are potentially talking a couple couple months down the line for a lot of you uh, who maybe haven't had a client yet or just starting your pro bono work or just started your business. But this is advice I wish I would have had in the beginning of like, hey, if you're getting particularly mad about something, there's a reason. Go explore that. Or can we explore that together? I feel like that's a lesson I had to learn on my own just as a byproduct of being in this role for a few years. Um, But yeah, even... So kind of to rewind here, I remember whenever I started my own sort of, or the certification, Laura and I got paired together. I had just gotten married like mm, four months, four or five months before we met Laura. And then I, uh, and then we moved from Texas to Oklahoma and then we moved and we were there for like a few weeks and then we moved from Oklahoma to New York state. And it was a lot of transition, which actually transition is something I do pretty well in. I'm I'm used to that. But as soon as we got to New York state, my husband got word that he had to go play army in Louisiana out in the bayou for six weeks. And I was going to be by myself starting a new job with in a town, like a really small town where I didn't know anybody. And, um, that was really over overwhelming. Like I was really nervous. And, uh, we, during our our initial coaching, it's funny to me now, I didn't realize how anxious I was back then. I think I was a person with anxiety who was in denial because I had just lived with it my whole life and never (laughs) been able to put a pin on it. But we worked a lot in those initial sessions of just creating routine and getting settled. And um, even as the collective went on the uh, personal development within the collective certification was really huge for me, just like opened up a lot of doors that I had never assessed. And which was good because then when I went to go hire my first coach, I was kind of already warm. Um, I still didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know what my roadblocks were. I remember her asking me or my first coach asking me like, what do you, what is the thing that's most in your way right now? And I was like, I, I don't know. Like, I just don't know (laughs) what I don't know right now. And so, um, I think for the, probably the first 18 months of my business was really getting to know 
myself. So like mm. I, I had a deepening relationship with myself through that first chunk of just learning a ton about my money story and my relationships and my anxiety and just all of these different things to where <clears throat> after that time I was able to hire more niched support. Like I was able to see my own Roblox with a different pair of glasses and gosh, like I think I'm looking at the list here between nervous system work, between getting in large like business coaching groups, which were like sort of helpful, but not, not necessarily for the personal development, just to experience something else to where then I learned more about myself. Um, but I really think that the most potent, most potent support that I've invested in has been um, in the form of like spiritual counsel and getting to know me better. So like we've worked with a human design coach. I've worked with a public speaking coach. Um, I don't really know how to label John. He's like a, he's magic, a shaman magic, but also goes to like ever regular everyday church on Sundays. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He, he, he wears many hats. Um, and I mean, and then also like thrown in there too, there's been like traditional health coaching too. You know, Laura mentioned her going through a big explant surgery. Um, I also detoxed from parasites and environmental toxins and mold. And that also really helped my anxiety too. Uh, but there's just been like, if we can take a step back and look at all of the, uh, facets of holistic wellness you and I we kind of like circle around and we just like check the boxes every few months of like where we where we choose to invest in whatever feels like the weakest link or the priority that's where that's where we put our time and our energy and our resources um yeah and right now I mean I just reinvested again with Sarah Kleiner if you want to know more about nervous system work rewind a couple episodes I interview her. She's amazing. But that has been my most potent medicine for probably the past year mm-hmm. has been that kind of that kind of work because it it ripples into so many different areas into my life. But there's also in the work that Sarah does, there's also it's like 50-50. It's 50% spiritual work and 50% nervous system work. So there's still a really heavy spiritual component to yeah. that as well which I'm finding is like really important to me moving forward. It's kind of one of the the list of requirements yeah. that I have. Yeah. Gosh, I forgot about plant medicine, doing ayahuasca. And um, like we've done a lot. Like that's not little stuff. It's all, it's all big stuff. Your, your detox you did was big stuff. Not, it wasn't super really hard mm-hmm. or insane, but it was – a uh, big commitment. Uh, and um, it's yeah, been... if anyone's ever gone through like a four step detox, it's not necessarily like, um, for me, it wasn't a mentally taxing commitment. Like coaching can be sometimes it was a financially taxing commitment because buying really high quality supplements for six months straight is yeah, you have to be committed to spend that kind of money right. on on your health. And uh, yeah, it's it's a lot. And I think that also kind of acknowledging that we have grown so quickly and we've needed all of these types of support to where now 
we are being really intentional about where we invest, like mm-hmm. the support that we look for. We're being super picky. Um, if I don't find it right now, that's okay. I know that I will find it soon. Um, at least for me, there's just like a different, I don't feel this sense of urgency to be plugged into a container 100% of the time and more of trusting that whatever is supposed to catch my attention will yeah. at the right moment. Yeah, I I feel like right now doing the, the spiritual work, which was, that was, un, I wasn't planning on that. That just happened and required me to pay attention to it. Um, with my move and just lots of factors, but also, um, I mean, having a business like ours grow the way that it has with um, our industry, mm-hmm. nurse coaching is exploding. We are, it's, it's, we're at a more vertical growth type of place. We're not at a, a small crawl upwards to the right hand corner. We're, we're starting to go vertical, which means our business as a result, you guys is going vertical which means that people are hiring nurse coaches. So it's all good news. But as a a business owner, the co-founder of this business, of having nine team members and bringing on more, um, it's awesome. And there's a lot of people I can't talk about the day-to-day stuff and thoughts and feelings that I have with having this much perceived success. So it's been really interesting to find support um, the, the upper limit support of like crashing through things we didn't think were possible for ourselves financially, personally, hosting large retreats, hosting large webinars with a hundred people attending and and not getting nervous like that's all new stuff mm-hmm. um, for us and mm-hmm. finding support that can get that understands that or has some c- capacity to understand that. That's been um, why I rehired Jess and Jess has been on our show as well. But that's been interesting because <laughs> there's certain parts of our life that I that it's not appropriate to get support um, from regarding money and business and our vision and the more high achiever stuff, too. So I have found that to be interesting that you just can't go talk about that to all your friends and your family. Um you have to be it's mm-hmm. a little closer to the vest and picking who you share some of these thoughts and feelings with as they come up. For sure. For sure. Cause the thing that we share in our group of like, don't, and I think Laurie, you mentioned this on last week's podcast of like, don't share your vision with people who don't understand and then like take their opinion into account. It still applies for us too. Yes. <laughs> and I, I definitely, I definitely have like, Whenever I see people, if I share something and they have an unexpected reaction to something, I'm, I'm better at creating a little bit more space between like their experience and my experience. Yeah. Uh, But, but also sometimes you just want to be able to like sit in the chair and relax and not have to worry about somebody else's experience. Right. (laughs) I just want to be able to, for you to hold the space for me and me to not hold the space for both of us. And (laughs) yeah, it is. It just is interesting uh, how that has evolved, how that has evolved over time. And even even just saying that out loud, that is such a people pleasy thing to do to like manage other people's feelings and emotions and, and things like that. And uh, which is its own work in itself. But also I'm just like, sometimes I just want it to be about me. Right. What's that country song? 
the be about number one. Oh, my, me, my, that song. <laughs> I just want it to be about me. <laughs> yeah. Well, because you could, and we could be, you could be talking about your problems. I was talking about this with Evan. It's like, I could be talking about my problems and it can almost seem my problems are different types of problems now. There's still problems. There, there's still feelings. There's still things I'm working out. They're all blessings. Mm-hmm. Like the problems I have in my life right now are freaking blessings. But even with success in, in different areas of your life, there are feelings and and there's things that you go through and finding safety mm-hmm. with people who you feel safe enough to have talk about those in a way that they're not secretly thinking, gosh, must be nice to have that problem. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally, totally. And I think that Laura and I are both very driven by by wanting to be some of the co- sharpest coaches on the market. Like this is something that we take really seriously. This is uh, we didn't step into this role at the successful nurse coaches just because we could. It actually took us a really long time to make that decision and follow through on it and really playful out here under this umbrella. But we have a really high standard of success for us, for ourselves, uh, because we know that the more we have our shit handled, the better results our clients get. Yeah. And that has been really clear over the past 12 months of like we track, we track the numbers. We, and the more that we continue to invest into ourselves, into whatever way, whether that's a parasite detox or spiritual coaching, it kicks back into our clients. Our clients make more money. We're able to hold better space. We're not perfect 100% of the time, but we're pretty good a lot of the time most of the mm-hmm. time. And to where I don't think before that was the case. I think it, and I'll speak for myself here. I think that I was investing just enough to get by if that makes sense. Of yeah. like I invested in the business coach, I felt like I could check the box and that was it. And maybe that's all I really had capacity for at the time because just so much life stuff was going on. Uh but but now looking back into how I invest now versus then, like we were, you and I, Laura, were talking a few weeks ago about um, my second baby coming at the potential end of this year, very beginning of next year. And uh, also my husband being back at work and like I'm navigating completely new territory here and of like what kind of support I needed to not just keep my eyeballs above water, but to like maybe even potentially be dry (laughs) during this time, (laughs) right. To not, to not be swimming in overwhelm. Um, And I was complaining to you about the cost of like in-home childcare, whether that's in the form of like an au pair or a nanny or an overnight nanny or like whatever. And I was just tossing around some stuff and I was just like, God, this is like, I know that the work that they do is so valuable, but damn, it's so expensive, which isn't that just what we hear as coaches all the time. That is just bullshit we hear all the time. And Laura's like, well, and I think for like six months, it was going to be something like 15, 20, 24K. Like it was going to be a big investment. It was going to be a big investment. And Laura was like, well, is that worth it for you to not go crazy? And I was like, 
actually it is actually, it really is worth it for me to not go crazy. Um, and I, so I catch myself still falling into old patterns sometimes of like, especially when I see the price tag on something, I know that I need support that I need. And I go, Oh, that's too expensive. I almost like, that's almost like a automatic green light for me. of like, well, now you just have to, because if it's, <laughs> if you preach all the time that you should have support to bring your vision to life, you better start investing in the right kind of support to bring to withhold yeah. our vision that we've created together. And um, yeah, I was even just exploring different options before we hopped on this podcast and I, I should hire someone to make that decision for me just to figure <laughs> it out. Cause it's so much, it's just, Oh, it's just so, it's just so much, but, um, it's, uh, yeah, now, now it's not so much because we are, we have worked really hard to get to a place where finances are peaceful. Like I, I know where the money's coming from. I'm confident it's, it's all good. It's like now how, how can we invest that money to make it, make this ship sail smoothly? Right. Really letting it be as good as it can. Yeah. And that you just reminded me of when I hired Jeannie and I think I hired Jeannie when I did 75 hard the first time. And that's was like that pivotal point where we decided to do the course. And, um, Mm. we had that massive, we were, I mean, Shelby and I were really hyper-focused on the business. It was really fun. It was one of those manic startup vibe situations for many, (laughs) many months. Um, Mm. And Jeannie was, I think I invested uh, 800 a week. No, it was a lot. It was three to $4,000 a month. And that was for help with me, with my home and my kids, because my husband was still working. And it wasn't because I couldn't do it with time. It's because I didn't want to do it. I wanted to do other things. I wanted to do things with my kids. I wanted to not make dinner and clean up dishes. I wanted to go for a walk after work instead of start laundry. Um, That's a huge mindset shift too, is that you get to a certain point where uh, just because I can do it, should I? And um, Mm -hmm. I'm making great money. I'm having financial success. And now I get to bless my house cleaner. I get to bless my nanny. I get to bless all these other people around me and be an incredible boss and pay them really well. And they're really happy and I'm really happy. And my house is running really smoothly, which then makes me be able to be more present in all of my practices, in my own physical health with my clients. So we don't even talk about that in our lists of, and we're we're talking to our year two folks about Mm -hmm. this. So we have um, people in our, we have clients in our year two container who are hitting that bottleneck where it's like time to to have more help. Hiring your VA, training your VA, yeah. beginning to to hand off things that you're not doing, and uh, that's a whole other ballgame. We were just talking about that. Like the first hurdle, your mm-hmm. is like learning how to sell and and who you are as a coach and confidence as a coach, and then it's how do you s- stop saying yes? How do you not be so yeah. so tightly grabbed onto money? that you fear hiring domestic help to make your household run smoothly. Um, it's it's really interesting. I didn't even think about that when I was thinking about inner work of relinquishing some control and asking for help in other areas of our life. 
Yep. And now kind of that we're talking through it, it's hard to, I don't have any regrets about the way that we have approached it. Right. Cause at the time it made the most sense. Like I needed, again, I, I didn't have any sense of self-identity when I first started my coaching practice. I was seriously winging it. And so like, that was my biggest need at the time. I also didn't have kids yet. And like the machine at home was pretty small for yeah. me, but now like needs are so different. They're, they're <laughs> different. And I mean, investing in solid support at home feels just as important as like you and I finding the right, the right strategist or business mentor or whatever. Like those, yeah. those two things feel equal to me now because time. Oh, I hope I don't get ranty on this. My apologies in advance, but time, <laughs> time is the most, time is the most precious resource. I don't like, it doesn't actually matter how much money you make. It is nice to make six figures. It is great to make multiple six figures. All of those things are true. But like, if we are just swapping burnout and fatigue at the hospital for coaching burnout and fatigue, then like, what are we doing? If you're not doing the things that you actually want to do, like we talked about this a lot at our retreat a few weeks ago of coaching for most of our clients was the ticket out to a new life. Whether that's completely appropriate or not, doesn't matter. But like it, we had so much writing on like, when I'm a successful coach, I will then be able to experience X, Y, and Z. I'll be able to go on a walk after dinner with my family. I'll be able to go on vacations whenever I want. And maybe there's a little bit of like limiting factors, limiting beliefs surrounding that thought. But regardless, we're here now. You're the coach now. So make sure that you're also prioritizing these other things and resourcing out and delegating with your partner, with your family and things that you can to be able to enjoy the ride Mm -hmm. as well. Um, I'm finding myself like really feeling, feeling, I really am feeling, that's a complete sentence. I really am feeling about uh, like this just new chapter and you know, the reason I started my practice in the beginning was to be able to call the shots with my time and to be able to prioritize my family. And I feel like had I not gotten pregnant when I did, I might have overshot too far. And and then it would have been really hard to backtrack and bring it back to center to where, gosh, I got pregnant at the beginning of April. And I mean, Laura was the first phone call I made. And ever since then, we've been actively figuring out how to make our business work to support that, which I count my, my lucky blessings every single day to be partnered up with someone who can support me in that. And, Oh, I don't want to cry. No, 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 no. Not going to cry. You're you're pregnant. (laughs) So you uh, have that emotional disadvantage. (laughs) I know. (laughs) My, my emotional capacity is that of a tablespoon right now. And, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's just like, it's easy to overshoot it here is, yeah. is what, and we've done that. We've totally bottlenecked ourselves, burned out, <laughs> sunk the ship for a few weeks and had to bring it, bring it back to, to center. And if that happens, it's not the end of the world, but, um, yeah, I'm feeling, even though it's stressful right now, I'm feeling really grateful that it all happened the way that it did. Mm-hmm. Just so that like we can continue to prioritize our values. We can continue to prioritize our family and our kids 
and our relationships. And uh, that feels, it's tough to set those boundaries within our business because we love it so much, but it also feels good that we have the flexibility to be able to do that too. Yeah. It's like, I love winning in our business. And when I say winning, I mean, um, setting goals, hitting them, setting goals for ourselves and surpassing them like that. That's what fuels me. I'm addicted to achievement. I am, I love creating a vision, executing it, having, nailing it like that. That's great. I love making money as well, but at this point it's not about that necessarily anymore, but we also want to nail it in our marriage and we want to nail it with our children and we want to nail it in our, with our physical body. Like I, I want the whole thing. I don't want, I don't want my practice and my business to keep me from nailing it in any other area of my life. And to learn how to do that, it just takes a lot of support and willingness to get support from other people who've maybe done this before. Mm-hmm. In whatever area, spiritually, uh, my personal mm-hmm. trainer is like the most ripped 46 year old. And I love like I would love <laughs> to be ripped again. Like that's something I'd like to win again in my life at some point. Um, I don't want to just settle for one area. I want the whole thing. And I think that most nurse coaches want that, too. And we mm-hmm. start with the practice going back to like inner work versus outer work. We start with the practice. We do our cert, we open our business, we're at the peak of Mount Stupid and the Dunning-Kruger effects for a bit, which is nice. <laughs> uh, we, we do the inner work and then we start to com- realize we have the capability of completely creating our lives. We're the sole creators, it's, mm-hmm. it's, we have so much power, and then we notice all the areas that we're not necessarily nailing it in. And I think that's where that other layer of inner work starts to come up is we can start to feel out of alignment coaching our clients when we have areas of our life we haven't looked at yet. We don't not have to be perfect. Shelby and I are not perfect at all. Um, we both struggle in different areas all the time. Yet, mm-hmm. we're always willing to work on it. I think that's what's required to be a great coach is just the willingness to be like, hey, I'm suffering or maybe the thought of I was wrong or my ego has been hanging on really tight. Um, just that surrendering, crying, yeah, and building back up over and over again in every area of our life. That's the hidden secret. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Ta-da! If you've made it this far, you get the, <laughs> hid- the hidden secret. Uh, and also, I, I think that a big factor of this, too, is like we, I mean, per- nurse coaches love personal development, most of them. Mm-hmm. I would say 90% of nurse coaches are like super into doing this in their free time. And there comes a point where you just have to, like you get to enjoy it, right? Like what are we doing all of this for? For me, it's to like build more capacity for joy and fun and excitement. And like, sometimes we got to, you know, get the bruises and fall down and scrape our knees to get there. Uh, but like in, in the realm of inner work, just remember to not, always take yourself. Yes. It's not, it's not, (laughs) it's, it's, there's room for like laughter and, and good times. And it's, um, while also it's both, honestly, it's both like the highs and the lows, they don't come one at a time. It's usually, 
you experience a peak and a valley somehow at the same time and your body and your brain are like, what the actual fuck is going on? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's wild. It's wild. Uh, but there is a lot of, there's especially this year, I feel like for, for me has been a lot of full circle moments of like, I was really intentional about working on people pleasing habits for a long time. And I've like had a lot of big things click into place which then also, again, not only benefits me and I feel better in the world, but benefits my clients because then I stop people pleasing <laughs> my clients, which is wonderful. Uh, and like, I feel like a really significant chapter of my anxiety is beginning to close too. like even my therapist was like, our work is done here. And I've talked her into still meeting with me once a month because I'm I'm not ready yet. <laughs> uh, but there's there's just some like really significant things closing and then some really significant things opening right now as well, which will bring its own, its own adventures. But this summer was, was a pretty good time to where I'm just like, we got to, to enjoy it for a little mm-hmm. bit with, with some, some moments sprinkled in, but it was mostly like really good. It was, yeah. it was just nice to, I know we talked about there not being plateaus. Um, but after, almost dying and going through that and healing through that. Um, it, it felt like a plateau for just a yeah. few, few months where I got to soak it in a little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, so I hope that like by us just keeping it real, sharing with you guys kind of what it's been like for us and what it continues to be like for us um, can make this feel more attainable and more real and possibly quite possibly another reason why doubling down and going for it can be so incredible because you're really choosing mm-hmm. a path less traveled entrepreneurship is a path path less traveled um being the kind of this is this is one of the things that are my goals that I'd like to close with is that if there was a hidden camera in in my house for a week or following me around everywhere that I go that if someone watched it, they would see the same person everywhere all the time, as opposed to different mm-hmm. versions of me everywhere. Like work Laura, gym Laura, wife Laura, mom Laura, alone Laura. Like I would like that Laura to be complete and everywhere all the time in that way. And that is something that I'm aspiring to. And traditionally people who aspire to things like that reach levels of plateaus of joy and or fulfillment that you don't get unless you do the work. Mm-hmm. It's it's not, obviously it's fleeting and then you find the next thing that you're going to dig into, but um, I always think it's worth it. I always, on application calls, I always tell people, this is going to be the hardest thing you've ever done and the best. And there's an opportunity here. You're at a choice yeah. point of creating a life you could, you cannot imagine. Yeah. Oh, so good. So, yeah, if I could only go back to Shelby in 2018 and just give her like a little whisper of how good it gets to be and how amazing it is and also how scary it was and how challenging it was, I think I wouldn't believe Mm. myself. Yeah, (laughs) it would just it would be it would be too it would be too much. And um, often Often, last thing I'll chime in here is um, a lot of nurse coaches, especially nurse coaches who want to work with us, have a plan for a really big life, for a really intentional life, a really big vision. And um, 
So don't be surprised when the universe provides that. Yes. The high highs and the low lows so that you have so that you have a ton of perspective yeah. on what that is actually like. <laughs> yeah, no, you you place yeah. your order to the universe. You're like, I want this. I want to own a retreat center. I want want to own a wellness center and I want to make $300,000 a year and I want to work part time and and then the universe is like, well, if she wants that, like she's got to learn to stop being such a people pleaser. Let's throw her some freaking grad school classes in that <laughs> uh she's got to stop fearing yeah. death or she's got to stop having so much fear so let's just throw in an, a life-altering medical diagnosis so that she can face death like yes the lessons <laughs> will come in rapid succession which is why having support is great because once you place your order with god with the universe if you're open if you're serious about it you will get it it will happen and you'll be taught fast yep. lessons that you need <laughs> yeah. And it's fun. You will get it. It's both a promise. It's a promise and a threat. All (laughs) all at once. (laughs) Oh, well, thanks for listening, you guys. We are so excited about this podcast. We we try to bring you content that inspires you. We get such great feedback. We have some great guests coming on. I'm not going to spoil it, but we've got some more guests lined up coming on in the uh, in the coming weeks. And we will see you next Monday. (laughs) 